Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine and I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to Brain Stuff from How Stuff Works. Hey, Brain Stuff, it's Christian Sager. When you see a movie in the theaters, you expect certain things like a heck of a good time, some amazing sound, and a story played out on a gigantic screen. You also probably think about popcorn. But that's weird, right? How of all the snacks on earth did popcorn become the mainstay of movie theaters? Well, it starts with a bit of history. See, popcorn had been around for ages, and it was a popular snack at 19th century fairs and carnivals, especially after the invention of the first steam-powered popcorn popper back in 1885. People loved the crunchy, salty, inexpensive snack. 
and movie theaters hated it. During the era of silent film, these companies followed many of the same rules as traditional theaters, and they did not want to be associated with a loud food that could distract from the show. Additionally, there was a little bit of a class consideration here. Since audiences had to read the dialogue on the screen, they had to be literate, a.k.a. a better sort of people with superior education. Allowing popcorn inside was, in the opinion of these theater owners, kind of like throwing sawdust on the floor and just saying, sure, just spit wherever you want. Talkies, or films with spoken dialogue, emerged in 1927, and this brought movie theaters to the common folk. Suddenly, anyone could cough up some change, grab a seat, and understand what was going on. This was also the time of the Great Depression, when Americans from coast to coast pined for cheap, escapist entertainment. So the average Americans finally found the cinema, and they brought their snack culture along. And the Depression affected theaters as well. Theaters with the best chances of surviving were the ones that gave customers what they wanted. If they wanted to eat popcorn while watching a film, well, so be it. At first, independent vendors sold popcorn outside the theater, profiting from the casual passers-by as well as future movie patrons. Since corn kernels were dirt cheap, popcorn became even more popular and things escalated. Movie theaters allowed vendors to sell popcorn in the lobby for a small fee. Eventually, they cut out the vendors entirely, acquiring their own poppers. During World War II, popcorn sales saw another bump, Sugar was rationed, which made many conventional sweet snacks and drinks more expensive. At least, that is, when they were available at all. Popcorn, of course, only required salt and popcorn kernels, neither of which were hard to come by. But by then, the association between movies and popcorn was firmly established in the mind of the American public. This association continues today, but there's another wrinkle to the story. And you might be saying, Christian, okay... Popcorn was cheap in the Depression or whatever, but what happened? When did it become so expensive? Good question. The price hike really kicked in on all concessions back in the 1970s. See, contrary to popular belief, your local movie theater doesn't actually make that much bank off the films it screens. Instead, theaters use concessions to stay in business. According to the Stanford Business School, concessions comprise only about 20% of a theater's gross revenue, but 40% of its profits. This makes sense when we consider how theaters must split ticket revenue with distributors, but can pocket 100% of whatever they manage to sell at the snack counter. The bulk cost of the ingredients is laughably small, and the profit margin is huge. And, don't forget, the stuff is still addictively delicious. Check out the BrainStuff channel on YouTube, and for more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. 
I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.